What's going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It is your boy, Bobby. And it's Sarah. Sarah is here again. This is two in a row, which is a... We're on a good streak now. We're on a good streak yeah. for her. I'm, I'm really proud of you for that. Thank you. So what's been going on with you since uh, since you've able, been able to come back a couple <laughs> times? You know? Um, Not much. Just, you know, working. Same old boring bullshit. Um, actually, no, that's just... I'm just kidding about that. I love my job so much. Um... I do have exciting news. I've contracted the ringworm. Oh, nice. So that's fun. Yeah. So usually I'm the I'm the person who, when animals come in with, with ringworm because they get it so easily, I'm like, oh, I'll wrangle them in or whatever um, because I always thought that I was immune to it. And then, uh, I don't know, there was like a two-week period where we were seeing so many pets with it and I just kept handling them. And then my cat got it, I think, because he likes to sleep in my laundry. Um, And it was obviously all over my clothes. And then, I don't know, two weeks ago, I noticed this thing on my arm. And it is like a circular, dry skin thing. And I was like, oh, that can't be ringworm. It's probably just dry skin. So I just kept lotioning it and lotioning it. And it just wouldn't go away. So then last night, I took like a really good look at it. And I was like, fuck, that's definitely a ringworm. So... I've had, I've had, I'm, we've talked about this before. Yeah. I had ringworm in the worst spot. I literally had two circles on my forehead, literally looking like I was growing fucking horns. Which is fitting for you. Because yeah. you are the devil. The devil. Oh, thanks. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah. No, and that was even worse. It was even worse too, because like I was in high school. So like, you know, you care so much about what other people think about you. And you're like, oh my God, I have to walk into this school which my high school is fucking huge. It had 4,000 students. I had to like, I had to walk around 4,000 other students looking like this. Like it was so fucking embarrassing. Do people make fun of you? I, I think because they knew I wrestled, they were just like, all right, he probably just got some fucking skin infection because yeah. that's, that it, that's what wrestlers get. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So, so like, people knew people. Yeah. People but see, like, I didn't know that in high, like in high school, I wouldn't, we didn't have that many wrestlers in my high school though. I don't think that's huge in California. I don't know. Um, it's getting there. Not as big it, like, as it is out here. Out dip- here. It's huge. Yeah. Pennsylvania is the best wrestling state in the country. Yeah. So like, I would have had no idea what the fuck that was. Yeah. You'd have been like, what the fuck's wrong with your yeah. face? You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So that's been fun. So like my cat and I are having little sessions together where we put our little, you know, our little, what is that medication called? Lamotri, no, uh, Le- starts with an L. Whatever, that jock itch cream you're asking, <laughs> you're asking the guy, the guy who knew nothing yeah. about having cancer. So, you know? we're having moments together, just waiting for all of my other animals to get it. That's so, good. Yeah. And just spreading it around the house. So yeah. basically what you're saying is your house is a fucking cesspool of germs. Of uh, ringworm, yeah. And That's, herpes, yeah. And herpes. Oh yeah, gotta drop that in We there. just have a little bit of everything that you want. Razzle yeah. dazzle. A little razzle dazzle. Um... No, so how are you? I'm good, man. I, I think we got a lot of great feedback from last week's episode because, ironically, we talked about our opinions on COVID and stuff like that. And then <laughs> the next day, our governor announces that we go back into lockdown again. So um, do they say it was perfect timing? I don't know. But, yeah, just going back into lockdown, it sucks. But, you know, what are you going to do? I guess I'm hoping – Sooner than later, we have a fucking vaccine for this thing so that we can just get back to normal. But besides that, um, no, everything's been good. Um, on the topic of wrestling, and, you know, since we were just talking about that, uh, we have a guest here today. We're going to discuss some things that are a little interesting. We might go off on a couple tangents and stuff like that. And 
as uh, as I mentioned, you know, I wrestled and coached wrestling for a couple years as well, too. Um, and we want to discuss certain topics, but let's introduce introduce our guest first. Yeah. I do have my brother-in-law. His name is Zach. And Zach, introduce yourself, brother. Hey, I'm Zach Freiling. <laughs> um, nice job getting a ringworm. Welcome to the club. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Zach was um, Zach was the number one, number two rec- uh, wrestling recruit out of high school. Um, depends what magazine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you go to one magazine, I was number two. Other one, I was number seven. Okay. Um, so my, yeah. it, I was it, top ten. Yeah, I guess yeah. You could say. Top, top ten wrestling recruit um, out of high school. Wrestled for West Virginia. Wait, in the country. In yeah. the country. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, dude was badass. Yeah. So, Give me that look like, yeah, you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, in the day, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, so top 10 recruit, wrestled for West Virginia for five years, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Three-time NCAA qualifier? Four. Four. Four-time okay. NCAA qualifier. Um, you know, could never really just put it together when I had to. I've beat all Americans throughout the year. Just, you know, no excuses. They just showed up and I didn't, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I competed. Awesome. I was... I, no, I tried my best, did my best. Yeah. So, I mean, and then you uh, you left and came back and, and coached your alma mater at North Penn. Correct? Yeah, I coached there um, 10 years. I kind of helped out a little bit uh, last year. And then this year, my son was born October. And Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yep. So cute. Yeah, Zane he, train. Zane train. Yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully he wants to wrestle. If not, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm... I'm real happy I'm not, you know, involved this year with all this COVID crap. I would be going out of my mind yeah. not knowing how to coach a team or do anything. So, yeah. That's awesome. Like, uh, how, do, how are they even doing that? Because they can't, like... Well, they were... Okay. Until he just shut down. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you can go and get stuff, but you can't do any sports or anything like that. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we, we won't get into yeah. this then. <laughs> yeah. That's no. a bad rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can we can go off on like uh, we should just had him on last week's yeah. episode. You know? <laughs> but um, no. So what what would you say is the most challenging part about being a coach? Um, I would have to say mom and dad, mom and the dad. parents are yeah. huge. That you can have parents that are you know are real lax, which can be just as bad, and you can have parents that are overbearing, which is even worse. Mm-hmm. You have those rare parents that are just, they just, they support you 100% and, you know. Support just you as a coach. Correct. Support you as a coach. They okay. like what you're doing. Um, and I even respect the parent who comes up and, and he asked, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And if they don't like my answer, you know, we shake hands and agree or they do like my answer. But, like, I respect that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had parents who are just bad-mouthing me behind my back. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had parents, you know, it's. It's ugly. And it's just high school. Like, it's not even like, I understand it's a step, but it's crazy. A mom and dad's ruin everything. I could go down hours of stories. Well, we'll get into that. I think what we, you know, um, because I think it does tie into like what we really want to discuss today. Um, But in reality, um, you know, I can see where you're going with that. I coached with you. Yep. So you saw it. I I saw it. I even dealt with it just being a a volunteer coach, you know, parents coming up to me and just being like, "Ah," and I'm like, "Uh, dude, I, I, don't go talk to that guy. Yeah, go, go talk to that guy. <laughs> well, all they know. see is like their child rather than what's best for the whole team in the bigger picture. Yeah, so. which ties in perfectly to I'll ask both of you, and I guess we'll do ladies first. So, Zach. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Fuck you, Bobby. <laughs> but, um, no, so 
participation trophies. Where do we stand on this? I mean, I think that they're bullshit. <laughs> um, okay, that's. I hate them. I think that if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Like if you didn't earn it, then you don't get it. I think that if you didn't earn a job, like let's say you walk in for an interview. And you completely did a terrible job. You just botched the yeah, interview. Yeah, botched the interview. They're not going to say, you know what? You came out. You tried. We'll give you the janitor position. Yeah. Or we'll just like let you come on and um, we'll give you a, I don't know, a trial period. Yeah. You know, we'll just give you the job anyways. Yeah, you didn't earn it. Yeah. You or it. you know what? Uh, Joey over here has been working. Like, let's say you have the job. Joey over here has been working his ass off. And now mm. it's like... Uh, Time to, like, I don't know, your year annual review. Yeah. Joey's been working his ass off. Sammy over here has been slacking all year, not pulling his weight. Well, we're going to give them both the same raise because that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. like things like that. I think that's such fucking bullshit because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Like what are like, why does that matter? Why? Why are we walking on eggshells worried about feelings? Like why did why did things have to be fair? What is fair? Yeah, life isn't fair. No. So, Zach, I want your opinion on this, which is one of the big reasons why we brought you on, because, like, clear, clearly we can all agree, you, one, you know, know what it takes to be the best. I mean, Zach was a two-time state champ right. in high school. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what it takes to be on the top of the podium, okay? You know what it takes to get to the next level, which is Division One wrestling. You know what it takes to then dial, bring it all back full circle and coach, and coach these kids and, and um, you know, take a team that I wrestled for that was not heading in a great direction and turn it around. And, you know, I mean, how many years when we coached together, we won or, won or tied for the first place of leagues two or three times, which yeah. we never did. Pretty much with, you know, I don't want to say average kids, but we had studs, but it was our average kids that helped us win those leagues because they were – just they tough up, kids. They stepped up to the plate. Yeah. yeah. So I would love your opinion on this, uh, on a particip- on the participation trophies. You know, I'm kind of uh, with Sarah on this. Um, you know, I, I think if they're earned, like if you have a kid who's working hard, he's not winning. And, you know, um, winning can be a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you really suck and then all of a sudden now you're not sucking so much. Maybe you last a whole period. Then you last two periods. That can be a win for a kid. Yeah. And I think they deserve to. I could dive into that one too when when we get yeah. that chance. Yeah, because I have a great story on that. And I think you know they should be awarded for that. I'm not saying they get a trophy, but I'm thinking you know just a good job, you know, or this that, and the other th- thing from mom and dad or even the coach. But as far as just because you showed up and you got pinned in three seconds, you deserve a ribbon or something? No, no. Because yeah. what is that teaching you? That just you know it doesn't teach you to work hard. It doesn't teach you, you know, you know any of that. It just you know, it just says, hey, you know, if I show up, I'll get something. And that's how life is. And that's not how life is. Life will beat you up. Yeah. And they don't give out participation awards for just showing up to work. Yeah. You know, you got to earn your money. You got to earn your keep. And you know, I think I think there's a there's a lot of participation awards going around today. And, yeah. And I'm it's it's going to have bad fallout. I think so. I'm going to take a different approach um, to it because I think I'm in the middle. Like, I agree with them to a degree so i think and i think you got i think zach will agree i think you'll agree maybe too sarah but showing up to a tournament so 
just to preface everything, Zach and I are going to, we were wrestlers, so 90% of this discussion, to, 99% of the discussion today, we're going to be relating it to our sport, um, you know, and Sarah can relate to hers as well, because um, she was an athlete as well. But a participation trophy or award or a gift, whatever you want to call it, showing up to a tournament, disagree with. I, like, if you just show up to the tournament, you're in a fucking 32-man bracket, and you wrestle, you're the last seed, you wrestle the number one seed, you get your dick kicked in in four seconds, and then, you know, all right, here, Johnny, here's a little trophy because you showed you showed up today and your parents paid the 20 bucks to get into the tournament. No, I, I, I don't agree with that. The participation trophy that I do agree with was, like, the ones that we used to get at the very, very end of the year. Totally agree with you. Yeah, 100% at the very end of the you. year saying, like, okay, listen, you may have gotten your ass kicked all year, Okay, you may have not won a single match. You didn't do shit. You're not that good at the sport, which I'm, I'm being pretty harsh here. But like, but at the end of the day, you showed up every single day. You worked hard. You went to practice. You went to the tournaments. And you, you at least put in effort. I think there should be some level of recognition for that. I agree. It, yeah. You know, as long as the effort was there. Because yeah. I and, – and this is where you're going to have a lot of parents not – you know, well, my kid showed up every day, mm-hmm. you know, Where's his trophy or his sweatshirt? But your kid, you know, fooled around the whole time and didn't try. Mm-hmm. This kid showed up every day. He tried. He worked hard. That's where I think you get. There's you know, a disparity. Yeah. yeah, there is. But I agree with you. I think if a kid shows up or and he works or, you know, they work hard and, you know, they deserve something at the end of the season because wrestling is not a fun sport. No. It sucks to train for. The only thing fun is winning. Mm-hmm. And if you're not getting your hand held up. What's the motivation to stay there? Yeah. You know, and sometimes getting that sweatshirt or something at the end of the season is all it takes to keep a kid coming back. Yeah. Um, Sarah, what do you, what do you think? You agree? Yeah. I mean, I think so. My sport was softball. Um, and I think that, which yeah. let's just comment on that. It's different than wrestling because it is a team sport. You know what I mean? Wrestling right. is individualistic. So it's very yeah. emotional and very personal. So like, it's cool that we have you, you know, yeah. talking about I mean, that. I was a pitcher. And so I felt like I was kind of doing my own thing, but yes, it is more of a team sport. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. Well, Sarah, let's be honest. <laughs> Anything you do in life, you just think that you're doing your own thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I dare to be different. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, <sighs> I mean, I would get frustrated because I had pitching coaches. I would work out. I would pitch every day on my days off. I mean, I didn't want to necessarily. My dad would be like, okay, let's go do pitching. Like, I let's go do this. And we invested money. And we, you know, like Tom Brady's sister was my old pitching coach. And um, we traveled everywhere, like all over all different states and stuff. I won state championships in California. And then I was MVP of state. Um, the last game I did a no hitter and there was like, I feel like I'm bragging right now, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. which like I am, Humble no. <laughs> but like there were some girls on my team, like, yeah, they didn't get to play like all the games, but they were still there throughout the whole season. They showed up for practice knowing that in the games, they'd probably are going to play. No, yeah. they're going to be on the bench until someone like in the outfield gets hurt. And then they're like the backup. And, yes, they didn't love that. They were bored as hell because I think watching a baseball or a softball game, especially if it's a no-hitter, is boring as fuck. But they were still there. 
Um, so yeah, I think like at the end of the year, have like a pizza party or some shit, yeah. whatever. One thing that I will say though is there's this girl who I remember very vividly went to middle school and high school with her, and I just was a better pitcher. I'm sorry, whatever, not sorry. And she would cry every day and beg the coach and like to have her pitch. And her mom would go to the coach and say that she needs to let her daughter pitch because it's not fair. The coach was like, well, if Sarah's better, we're going to have her in. Yeah, so I'm putting we the win. best player in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she complained to the principal and then also to like, I don't know, the director of the sport. I don't know. Uh, uh, what the hell is that called? Um, athletic director? Yeah, yeah, athletic director. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and she was a cop. Director of the sport. Yeah, that sounded yeah, terrible. whatever that was. Yeah, she was a police officer in our city. And so uh, she thought she was like, you know, big politics. shit. Yeah. So then they started letting her pitch. And like. And then you guys started losing. Yes. And I'm like, just because somebody cried. So now they're letting. Yeah. It, like stuff like that. That pisses me See, off. See, like, you don't get that in wrestling too much. I mean, believe me, when it gets to the team aspect of it, you can. In wrestling, there is a little bit of a team aspect. But, mm-hmm. you know, for you, and especially your position, I mean, everybody wants to be, you know, throw the ball and be the center of attention. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, Sarah but, wanted to be the center true, of attention. But it's true, but you're taking all the brunt, too. If, you know, if that team sucks and you lose, guess who pitched the balls for the other team to hit? Right. You did. So yeah. there's also a lot of... There's a lot of responsibility there. There's Mm. so much pressure while you're up on that mound. Yeah, my my sister, Zach's wife, was also a pitcher, too. I remember my dad making her go in the front yard, throwing 100 pitches on on the off day. It takes work. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason you were good is because you didn't accept, you know, just getting something because you didn't earn it. Because, you you know, you went out there and earned it and you worked for it. Yeah. I complained the whole time that I would practice. Oh, yeah. yeah, to my dad. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't? I, mean, yeah. I did right. that too. I mean, yeah. every anybody who says they love any kind of wrestling practice <laughs> is a psychopath. And there are the and there are ones out there. I'm not going to say there's not, but yeah. I mean, well, they're also NCAA and Olympic champions. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. This is also yeah. pre like bipolar medication, so I'd be like throwing my glove across, like Dad, what the fuck? So like, but the, but the first half of that story though, I actually don't mind the fact of the. Because I'm going to, again, I like to take like a, like a middle ground approach or like play devil's advocate where this, where this, this other girl, let's give her a name. Um, Jessica. Jessica. Okay. Where Jessica, you know, um, cried to the coach saying like, I want to play more. I love, I love that actually. I love that because to me that shows motivation that I want to do better. Now the problem was, was where the parents stepped in. That's where, that's where that all, because that coach you know, coming from being a coach and with sitting with another one as well here, if a wrestler came up to you and says, I want to be on varsity, which is basically what that, what Jessica was saying to that coach, I want to do better. I want to be the starting pitcher. Where do you take that as a coach? All right, let's get after this. This is, this is my time to shine as a coach Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. prove that I, I deserve my position and I can make this kid a better wrestler, this girl a better softball p- uh, player, pitcher, whatever. But she wasn't – I think she only cried because her mom made her. Because she, her passions There's were – act- See, mm-hmm. her passions were actually in, like, riding horses and, like, doing things like that. Um, so it's like her mom was like, you're not getting to play. Sarah is. So then I think that was kind of – she – Her frustration yeah. stemmed from other places. Yes. Like, it's but- not like she want, like wanted to go and cry to the coach making her – play it was like 
my mom saying I'm shit for not being able to play, so I need to get the coach to get me to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that that happens all the time. I mean, how I mean, especially in wrestling. I mean, how many how many kids do you know that have wrestled just because their dad wanted them to? I would like I fuck it. I'll say it. he's never gonna listen. I live with one of them. You yeah, know, I, I literally live with one of yeah, them. Yeah, like you know? you know, there's a lot of parents who make their kids do things because they did them mm-hmm. or or you know for whatever reason and that really i think you know i think at some point like i was forced to play um football my dad's like you're trying one year you have to complete the year and then you can quit if you want yeah. which i think's fine my parents did the same thing which with i have no problem with that with wrestling my you know i wanted to quit mm-hmm. i sucked when i was little i was yeah. terrible yeah I-, I wanted to quit and my dad said well if you want to quit, you have to go and tell the head coach yourself. And I was scared to do that. So <laughs> I stayed with it. Thank but God see, I that, did. That's great. To me, that's grade A parenting. Yeah. That's I mean, grade how many, A. That's what I'm saying. Like how many, you know, especially now, you know, would have their son, you know, make that decision. Fuck that, dude. How They'd many go kids tell did, them that they wouldn't even show up. They would, they would just, just stop quit. showing up. Yeah, they would just stop showing and up. And it's, it's it, it, like, it, that they'd, was a big They'd give little Johnny, me. their friend Johnny, to give, you know, uh, you know, Sammy's bag. Hey, turn my bag in yeah. for me. I'm not going to practice. I, mean, I dealt with that with high school kids. They would just, you know, we'd show up, but there would be a random bag in the wrestling room. Oh, you know, this guy quit. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. I mean, so can I get a, you know. Heads up. And yeah, then when you're, like, you... walking to your car, you see him, and he, like, goes around, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, like, <laughs> walking down the street. You know street. what, though? You would think that they don't care. Really? Yeah. No. no, they don't care. You would think they'd be embarrassed or like ashamed. They don't care. No. They huh. walk by. Hey, coach, how you doing? And you're like, Weird. what? You just I... left me out in the dust. Yeah. Dude. You know. I mean, Maybe it's this generation because I feel like I used to back when coach. I was younger, <laughs> they would totally yeah. care. Yeah, and that's why I stuck with wrestling because hmm. I had to go tell the coach I wanted to quit and I was scared to. Yeah. And, and my parents kind of did something like that. They didn't not as so much as like tell the coach, but. I remember it was my I did I wrestled my first year I was five years old when I first started I wrestled my first year who's good when they're five besides my roommate he was incredible but um oh yeah yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't really have a choice but to be really good but uh I started when I was five I did that my second year I did it and I was bad I mean I was bad at wrestling and then I I wanted to quit I was like I remember we started um or no, it was right before season. I was like, mom, dad, I don't want to do this. Like blah, blah, blah. And my parents were like, how about this? You wrestle, but we're not going to do any tournaments this year. We're only going to do practices. And then the dual meets that, that, you know, the, um, intramural organization sets up for you, which is on Saturdays. A lot of parents do that. We won't do any Sunday tournaments. And I was just like, all right, I'll do that. Because then it's like less load on me. I went 21 and three that year. And I was like, okay, I'll go out next year. And then I went out next year and I won. Remember when you have um, open tournaments? Once you win an open tournament, you can't go into the novice. It, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, go yeah. into the novice tournaments. I won my first not open tournament that year. And I was like, okay. Snowball and, and then boom, 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 boom. And, and, you know, I was never a great wrestler. I'm 10 times a better wrestler than I am now than I was in high school. But, like, it, it I got progressively better and I continue to enjoy the sport. But, like, to me, that's another example of grade A parenting where it's like, I'm not going to let my kid just give up. But I'm also not going to force them into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think you should complete a season. And if you don't like it, because you signed up for it. Yeah. You yes. signed up for that season. You're going to complete what you 
Finish what you start. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to sign up again. And and that and like I said, that ties back into like what I said as far as the participation trophy goes. How many I mean, back in the day, you know, the intramural program had 120 wrestlers in it. That's a lot for aging from five to thirteen. Well, it, well, it's eighth grade. I think is the cutoff. Is the cutoff submit? Like I was an old eighth grade. I was like fourteen going on fifteen eighth grade. Yeah, There's some okay. that are like twelve going on thirteen. You okay, know? yeah. So, so like I would say like thirteen ish. You know, it's like so yeah. five to thirteen. You know, we had 100, 120, 150 yeah. kids. That's a lot. I mean, Wait, warm-ups, how old can you be when you start wrestling? I was four. Uh, I was. Yeah, usually it's five. I feel usually like it's that's five. like brain damage waiting to happen. Um. I mean, I think yeah. I'm all right. Have you seen two? Have, yeah, I think I'm good. Uh, have you seen two, like five year old kids wrestle? It's pathetic. Like I'm gonna go out there and say it. Like I love wrestling. It's cute, but it's it's, it's cute, but it's it's, it's, it's a not train wreck. Like have have you seen like Eva and uh, you know like I don't know or like two like little kids just like rolling around in the in the, in the gra- grass like playing? That's what it is. Yeah, the and dudes just that ha- make their money are the refs there because they're constantly two two. Yeah, two, yeah. Dudes, They're just throwing points it's, around. It's literally it's just that except they have singlets on and then there's a referee. <laughs> that is it. It's oh. it's it's really so really it's bad. more so just like cute again yeah. unless you're my unless you're my roommate who I mean has had a screw loose since the moment he came out. Yeah, he um, wouldn't have a choice. I mean, he he yeah. Again, he didn't really have a choice. But like my my roommate was incredible. I mean, he was incredible even in high school. But he was incredible as a kid, strictly because he was just way more physical than uh, than another four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old. Like as an eight year old, he literally would go out. I mean, I think in eight, like he threw a kid into a table like on purpose in the middle of a match. At eight years old, no kid thinks like that. You know what I mean. So he was just that good. But generally, spe- generally speaking, did he go on to do stuff after high school? We can um, we can discuss yeah, that. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, 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 that's a whole other episode. He was really good. He took fifth at states. Okay, oh, okay. yeah. So which served his country. I mean, yeah, he's turned he, it around. Yeah, he did. He does really well for himself. Respect now. that. But um, but no, like so, like I said, when you have um to tie back into like I said the the trophy thing, you have. 120 to 150 kids, you know, coming out for a wrestling team or any other team, you know what I mean? Pop Warner football, blah, blah. Out of all those, there's a probably a large percentage of those kids who have had that conversation with their parents of, I don't want to do this, but you signed up for the first, you know, after the, they're like, I don't want to do this after the first week, but mommy and daddy tell little Johnny, you have to finish. So I think if that kid stays in it and, and keeps going, give him a trophy at the end of the year because you don't know what he's going through at home saying, you know, like I didn't really, he never wanted to be there in the first place yeah. and he still stuck it out. So like he deserves something. I think he deserves something. Yeah. It takes balls. Get him. It, it does. Give, give him, give him a little trophy, give him a, a sweatshirt, give him a bag or a jacket or whatever. It have is. a nice dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean something. Yeah. Well, usually they have like a banquet, you know what I mean? So you have like the dinner, but recognize that kid, you know what I mean? Recon- I, bring him, bring him up to the front and say, you know, and, and if you know the story, say the story. Like, little Johnny didn't want to play football this year, and he still showed up. That's awesome. I think that's great character building. Like, like I can't tell you, like, you know, now that I'm older, you know, my dad would tell me, you know, the amount of moms and dads that came up to them saying, you know, maybe this isn't Zach's sport. Maybe he should quit, you know, because mm-hmm. he's getting beat up. He doesn't look like he's having fun. And, you know, my mom and dad had a decision there to make. Like, do we keep putting this kid through this or is there something there? And that is that is a fine line because there is a lot mm-hmm. of mom and dads who will force their kid to go, who ends up hating the sport 
and resenting his parents for it. And that can just mm-hmm. go down a whole other bad path. Yeah. And you got to kind of know your audience there as far, you know, is this kid, can he handle it? Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad they didn't listen to the other parents. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look at where you turned out. I mean, out. imagine got- if I quit and try to play football. I mean, I'm five, five and a half, 170 pounds. I mean, really, what am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, I was stuck to one sport, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're fast and agile and stuff. You would have, you know, but it would have been, it'd have been, it'd have been tough. Story. I mean, you would have you you would have played D three ball. You know, you'd I wouldn't play, be sitting here talking to you about anything right now. <laughs> I mean, you, that's not true, but I mean, but you'd have played D three yeah. ball, and that would have been it. Been you cool, know? which is fine. Yeah, and and I, I agree. I think I think we I think we all agree that like majority of the problems really stem from the parents. Yeah, and you're, you're so- about to step into that, dude. Oh, I believe me, I've I've uh, you know, it's funny you when you called me yesterday to be on this. Um, I actually had Eva, my three-year-old, who is a piece of work. Um, her room was a complete mess. And we've been on her about, you know, you need to keep your room clean. She's three, starting to give her some chores around the house. So yesterday I'm sitting there, I'm like, you need to clean your room up. I'm not helping you. You can do it yourself. She cleaned her room up and she pretty much threw everything in the back. And, um, and just made it an organized chaos. Yeah. And, but like, she looked at me and I, and she was in there for a good 20 minutes and she really, you can tell she took her time. She worked hard and she was like, just so happy with herself. And I'm like, you know what? That's the effort. That's a good effort there. And I rewarded her for that. You know, you gave her two packs of fruit snacks. Yeah. Two packs of fruit snacks. (laughs) I was just so happy for her because she really was so proud of herself. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is the start of you know, the effort thing and, you know, what's good enough and what's not good enough because Mm -hmm. you can also be like, well, that's not good enough. And, you know, and she could be like, well, you know, what is good enough then dad? Mm -hmm. And I think that's another, you know, another thing you got to watch with kids. So yeah, but I am getting into that. And I'm also scared about my reaction to other parents. (laughs) 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 They start talking bad about my kids. I mean, I'm going to go from zero to 60, you know, (laughs) because some parents can be ruthless like that. Yeah. I, it's going to be tough. I mean, cause like I obviously can't wait to watch them to start competing and God forbid I have kids of my own. Um, you I know, I don't know what she's going to be into. I mean, I mean, it's she, different. She might do. Is there anything that you're nervous that she would want to do? No. What okay. do you mean? Like, like something that like, I don't want her to do. Like, yeah. like my parents would have like, like never forgave my sister if she played soccer. Because my mom was a salt, big softball player. My dad oh. has been coaching since he was 17 years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They obviously, I take that to the extreme, yeah. and I'm making a joke. But yeah, like, no, 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 I got you. She played soccer, and like, if she was really, really good at soccer and was super passionate about, my parents would have her back 100%. But if she was like, eh, I just guess I'll play soccer instead of softball, my parents would be like, oh, God, like, you know what? <laughs> um, or she just didn't want to do anything. Hey, you know what? I'm cool with that too because you can make a lot more money with your brain than with your body. Right. So if she wants to be the best student she can be. As long as what she does, she does her best. I'm cool with whatever way she wants to go. If awesome. she wants to be into sports and she wants to be, you know, an athlete, you know, and a, you know, and a smart part, I'm cool with that. She can just be a brain. I'm cool with that too because she, she is really smart. She's very smart and she doesn't really have an aggressive side to her right now yet. So, yeah. you know, like so she might not be in the sport. She might be, you know, more like Leanne's, just more smart and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which That's is cool with me. Smart with an asterisk. I have to make fun of my sister. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, you know, as long as what she does, 
she tries her best and she does her best and I'll support that. You know, Zane has to wrestle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Zane, he better be on the mat. He better be on the mat in about a year and we'll, we'll go from there. In about a year, he's two months old. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. If he don't want to wrestle, you know, everyone's already, oh, he's going to be wrestle. I'm like, yeah, if, if he wants to. Yeah. Wrestling is not a sport you force on people. It's Would it's you a, still have him try when he's like five? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's absolutely trying. Um, but then at what age would you be like, okay, now you can decide if you like it or not? That's a good question. You know, um, and five, you don't know. That's, that's a great question, Sarah, because at five, you know, I was actually good when I was five. I was a little bull. Mm-hmm. I was a, you know, I was a 45 pound bull. Yeah. And it was six, seven, eight when I started to suck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a great experience when I first started wrestling and then mm-hmm. I wanted to quit, you know, the six, seven, eight year old time frame because yeah. I wasn't very good. So, um, and that script flipped, like, what, like, middle school? Uh, like 13. Thir- 13. I, uh, you know, my body started changing. I started lifting. And I'm like, hold on. I can do this. And it just, you know, just like what just all clicked. Because, mm-hmm. but it was because of the work ethic that was instilled in me, mm-hmm. you know, to keep working. And I worked on, you know, just the basics. So, you know, so many kids just jump. You know, they want to go from, you know, like, you know, they want to go from, you know, shooting a shot to, you know, I'm throwing legs in. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, like it doesn't uh, work that way. Oh, and speaking of Eva, she yeah. is upstairs. So if you guys hear that in the background. Yeah, it's Eva. She's running around like a lunatic okay. as usual. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that's a good question. I don't, I think you got to see if he's having fun with it or she's having fun with it and you're making it fun for him. You know, nothing really counts until they get to that 10, 11 year old age when they really can start, you know, making things make sense. Until then, you want to keep them involved, keep them happy. And just make sure they know how to work hard and yeah. just keep the basics. Do you think your parents were too hard on you? Um, When it came to, obviously. Wait, sorry. So you would want to have him stick it out until he's about 13? No, 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 no. That'd be too long. I think okay. my answer is, if I'm being honest, I don't have an age for you. It, it would be off of him. If he's okay. having fun, if he looks like he's enjoying it, or she's enjoying it, then it will keep going with it. Now, if they're doing the typical, I don't want to go to practice thing, that's normal. But if the kid really seems like they're upset, you know, how at some point, you know, maybe you take a break for a year. I know kids who've done that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they come back and they're, you know, they're fucking better. Yeah, they're better because um, they had that break. They miss it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay, back. Pat, uh, Pat and Mike, um, I guess I can use their last name, Inkalinko. Oh, okay. I, I think Pat Inkalinko took like, he was he wrestled and he was pretty decent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Pat took like a two year break, came back and started fucking mopping people yeah. up, dude. He was good. You know, wrestling's an odd sport that way. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, my experience is pretty much just wrestling because I played some football, but you know, wrestling was my thing. So, it, it, you know, I'm not really into the team sport thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you played team sport, but you were like the center of the team sport, so you really couldn't take a playoff. You know, you could have an outfielder back there looking at daisies and you could throw a no hitter. They don't care. Yeah. You know, but if you take a playoff, you know, someone knocks a home run out the park and now, now you just you suck. Like, it's your fault. You know, so. And, well, yeah. And then you, I get down on myself. Yeah. Which, I'd have to bounce back. Yeah. Which is why you were good. Yeah. You throw, you throw, you throw one bad pitch, hits a home run and you lose the game one nothing. Well, guess who's, guess who's looking at who? Everyone's like, well, she didn't throw that fucking pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. granted, that's. That's an extreme, but still, you know it what happens. I mean? Yeah. But um, 
That's that was a good question. But then, like actually. mentally, you still have to come back. It was a good question because I don't really have an age answer. I feel for like you have you. to just feel the like read the room. Feel them out. Yeah, yeah read just, the room. What was the question you were asking about my parents? Yeah, do you think your uh, parents are hard on you? Too, um, too hard on you? At the time, growing up, there were times I would say yes. But now that I'm a parent and looking back on them, I, in some ways, I wish they were harder on me. I'm the same way. I there, you know, I have this funny story out at states my um, sophomore year. I, um, I was just kind of on the mat, you know, first round, I'm feeling good, not really warming up. And, um, and my dad's like, are you going to warm up? And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, and you were, you were like a big deal sophomore year, right? Like I, you- I took second at regions. I had, you know, I was ranked in that top eight in the state. I was, that was pretty good. And, uh, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm going to blow through this. I'm going to blow through this guy. Well, I lost in overtime. And I got the old, you know, I fell out of bounds on my butt. Yep. And he had my ankles for two. Oh. And my dad and mom literally threw my stuff. Now, my mom was the one I went to when dad was mad at me. She was the coddler, you know? Yeah. And my mom and dad were like, you know, we, you know, we drive all the way out here. We waste, not waste time, but we take time and spend money for you to give us this performance. That's unacceptable. Oh, wow. and, and they threw the stuff at me and left. They left the gym. Or they, they left the gym. Okay. They didn't leave Hershey. No, that's no, where, no, no, that's no, where no. States is held. By yeah. Life. They left the gym. Um, I didn't really see them. And I had to wrestle um, another match that night. Wait, how old were mm-hmm. you? I was 15. Oh. And this was a big moment in my life. And I'm so glad they did this because I, because, you know, um, Shets, my coach, wasn't too happy with me. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad, especially mom was the big one. She wasn't too happy with me. Mm-hmm. I was by myself. I'm 15 years old. I'm by myself, you know, and I could either be 0-2 or I could you know, live the fight. And I won my next match 8-5 to and I actually came back and took third. And I, I wrestled remember, all the way back. And I remember you telling me um, that when you were going through your college recruiting. Yeah. So he was a two-time state champ. He's 151-22 and 22 or Something 21, like that. 21. Like that. So, I mean – Crazy record, all that stuff, and like I said, a two-time state champ. And his two state tour, your two state tournaments, you fucking mollywopped everyone through them. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, I mean, any close matches. Really. Yeah, it was like the closest match was like twelve to four or something. It was twelve six in the finals. Exactly. So like he he killed everyone. When you went through your college recruiting, they didn't even talk about your state finals match. They talked about your sophomore year when you lost the first match and then wrestled nine matches to come back because like you lose your first match, the best place you can take is, is third. third. That's it. You can't take like second. I dropped at the you know early round. There's actually five matches. Five, oh yeah, well, yeah. Five and um, and they were more interested because of the mental aspect of that. Like you know, how did you at 15 or it might have been? No, I was 15. No, 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 I was 16. I was 16. Okay. Sorry. How did you at 16, you know, work through that? And they wanted to know in very in depth about you know what my thought process was there, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was. It was a really life-changing, you know, thing for me, like, you know, to know I could do this myself and I didn't need anybody else. And, you know, I don't say that as my mom and dad were my biggest fans and they were there for me and that, and I owe a lot to them, mm-hmm. but it was good to know that I can do this myself. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, that was another great, great thing they did for me. I mean, parenting wise was great yeah no i think that's good i I remember and you know it's not a personal story because it wasn't my parents but like just to tie into how much like of an influence that parents have on on these you know types of situations with um 
sports and stuff like that and on their kids was when we were coaching together and we were out at a hurricane tournament and um you know big tournament it's probably what top 10 tournament on like the east coast you know at the time it was well i mean you're in the lehigh valley which is one of the best wrestling areas in the country yeah i mean with i mean it's you got some studs there's definitely it's definitely the top 10. So we, uh, on, on Zach and, or Zach, yeah, Zach and I's team, um, we had a, we had a stud out there, you know, wrestling and, um, he wound up stalling this kid out. Oh, Basically yeah. he, um, the other wrestler just didn't wrestle back. And if you don't wrestle back, you get penalized, you know, not to get into the nitty gritty details of how the sport works, but you get penalized. And if you get penalized enough times, you're forced to forfeit the match. So, where we're from in a little bit of like kind of, I wouldn't say like ritzy area of the suburbs, but a little bit more softer area of the suburbs. You can say ritzy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if that happens, you know, you can be upset with your wrestler. You can give him a little bit of lip and whatnot and you'll be fine. I watched this coach. I'm not going to name the school because that's not fair, but I watched this coach after that kid got stalled out, take that kid by his shoulder, by his singlet, drag him to the side of the to the side of the gym. You know, you have those like padded walls on the side of the gym. Throw him, like his back up to that padded wall, and start screaming at him. That was fucking pathetic. You, I can't believe you went out there. You represented your school. You represented yourself like that. I mean, just going into him. And guess who was standing right behind him, agreeing with every single word? Was his that kid's parents? That's right. That was pathetic. And I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. That is a different breed of people. That is a different breed of parents. Because if you did that shit where we're from, you will be on the front page of the fucking paper. You'll be hauled out in cuffs in practice. Oh, my God. But because that kid went to that school, and it was a big-time school. Like, that school places at states a lot. You know, in the top eight at states a lot. And they have a lot of state winners. state champions and state medalists and and all that and they fucking laid into him but they can get away with that and i, I think that's crazy that it's the culture out there yeah I mean, I mean you go down into like the whippeal the southwest of the region mm-hmm. it's the culture those kids i mean in some of those spots it's kind of poor so wrestling is their only way out yeah you know around here you know, it, you know, mommy and daddy work for Merck and pull yeah. down 200 grand a year each. And, you know, well, Mika, I mean, where she's from, that's like, well, yeah. So too. Sarah, go ahead and comment on <laughs> yeah. comment on that because where you're from, that's the poor people or the poor people where she's from. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I was just going to say going back to like parents and their, um, their influence on sports. So my parents, when they were growing up, my dad, especially because he was more of an athlete than my mom. My mom can't even, like, throw a baseball or anything. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> like that. Um, uh, okay. I wish people could see that. Just so, Yeah, um, I was going to say, just so you guys know, she demonstrated of the quote-unquote girl throw. When a girl throws a ball, it's like, eh. Yeah. You know. So my dad, um, he was a swimmer. And when he was, I think, like, eight, his mom um, was like, okay, you can pick between these four sports, but you have to do one so you become the best at it. Oh, and shit. You can't do any other anything else. So he had to sit there and think. At eight years old. At eight years old. Wow. That's and, tough. Like it was like it was under ten. I can't remember exactly the age. I'm gonna guess eight. So he knew that his both of his sisters, his older sisters, had picked swimming. So he picked swimming. And he had to make his own money to do like to 
like he had to go mow lawns to make money to do it. He and he lived in Ohio. Um, in high school, he ended up moving to he made him enough money to move to Florida for his last two years of high school to compete like competitively. Mm-hmm. And then he went to college up in Ohio and he did swimming there. And then anyway, he and then my mom moved out to California for a new life. Didn't know anybody out there. And yeah, anyway, made a life for themselves. So when my brother and I were born, my dad overcompensated and wanted to give my brother and I as many opportunities as possible. So I did soccer, basketball, volleyball, water polo, swimming, um, like private swimming and also competitive swimming. Um, I did softball, soccer. I I did. I think you mentioned those already. Okay. I did. I could see volleyball. Yeah. I did dancing. I did jazz, hip hop, ballet, um, I did singing practice, piano, trumpet. Um, I was in a choir. I also was in two. Well, we all we all know about your uh, church yeah, CD, there. right? And then I also did three musicals a year. So you were burnt by oh, what yeah. age? Oh, this was throughout. So in high school, I played three sports, and then Which I is also rare today. Yeah, yeah. So I did three sports, um, and then I also was still doing like the musicals and stuff, um, and I also had started two different clubs in my high school, and then I was in AP classes, and and then I was also out doing Do, my doing drugs yeah. and shit. Yeah, like partying. So you were like the coolest kid in campus then. Yeah, I'm whatever. Like my <laughs> by the end, well, I got hurt my junior year and I quit playing softball I got yeah like I messed up my ankle like uh I pitched and then the ball came back and hit me in the ankle and I couldn't walk so then and I was that was actually my senior year because I was gonna go to college and play softball there what college William Jessup it's a private school in like the Sacramento area like a d2 d3 d1 uh or I don't know anything anymore. She oh, doesn't okay. know shit about fuck. <laughs> I don't know anything about like any of that. Um, but I was gonna go play there. That got that all that information in her brain got control deleted by the drugs. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Control deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was gonna go there, and I don't know. I asked, like, "Hey, can I play softball here too?" Like, while I'm here, and they're like, "Yeah." So then. I got hurt, so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to keep partying and do my own thing. But um, anyways, so sports was like my whole life. That and like all these other extracurricular activities. My family, yeah, we would travel together and stuff. My brother played travel soccer, played basketball until he tore both his ACLs. But like we would spend time together on like vacations and stuff. But at home, we were always doing stuff and my my dad was building his own company business so i mean my family like we're so close now but Mm -hmm. when we were growing up and you know they were there through whenever we were traveling they would travel with us to softball and that they didn't miss anything no yeah no but still takes a toll on the family though and we didn't really have like those sit down dinners or like anything like that but i also appreciate how he wanted to give us those opportunities looking back i was like why would you put me through all that? Like, why wouldn't you just let me be a child? But I think I think, I think playing sports though is part of being a child, though. 
But I, I mean, was so burnt. Into- yeah, but I was so like I literally from school from the morning until the time I wouldn't get home because I had dance practice late at night. So I didn't get home until like 9 p.m. Yeah, which is late. Because I would I would go from like soccer to like then I would have basketball sometime. Like, you know, like I would have back to back practices. Then I'd also go to dance. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen this when I was at West Virginia. There was these kids who had the same type of schedule you had. Mm-hmm. They were like always you know, like their thumb was on top of them the whole time and they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And when they got to college, they just wowed out. There's yeah. so many kids on the wrestling team who ended up quitting or they would just, you know, they got a, a sense of freedom and, you know, they'd be at the bar, you know, seven days a week. Yeah. And I see that a lot. And, you know, I, and it's a tough thing because I think your parents really meant, you know, I think they meant it out of love and they oh, were they just did. trying to help you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they wanted to give me everything, everything that they didn't have. Exactly. And it was just a love thing. You know, they want, you know, you know, just the exposure to stuff. But, you know, two, there is a little sense where I think some parents, maybe the kids need to be a kid sometimes and they right. are just kids still. Yeah. Like the best thing my parents did for me was um, the summer after I took third. Okay. Um, at States, my dad's like, look. All you're gonna do this summer is lift. We're not gonna wrestle or do anything. And oh, he goes, but cool. after this summer, you are full tilt until you are done college. So yeah. just understand that. So have fun. This is right be now. A kid. Right after this summer's over, the commitment starts. Yes. Yeah. Which was huge. I got a chance to just be a kid, but like I was never like a huge. I was. I don't want to say a square, but like I was never. Like I just wasn't into that scene. Like I, you know, I wasn't like partying. I wasn't into like partying. You know, I was really into hanging with my friends. But like, you know, you know, I wasn't. You know, I was. I was real Zach shy just with like girls. Hanging with the boys. Yeah, I like, like hanging out with my buddies. You know, I was real shy with girls. You know, and so that wasn't, you know, really my scene. And uh, so like me living it up was like, oh, I'm going to McDonald's on Friday. You know, like yeah, right. you know, <laughs> that was me partying and letting loose. You yeah. know, oh, me and me and my buddy Joe. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Joe and John Deere, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, but you know, I think that was a big thing for me to have that break because I'll tell you what, after I was done college, you couldn't pay me to wrestle another year. I was done. I've really? had it. Yeah, you got burned. And out. I could see how, you know, certain kids, you know, might just be like, you know, I'm fried. I'm done. I'm done. And that happens like that. It just all of a sudden, like I've had enough of this. It's really weird because I don't remember. So I did uh, my parents clearly not they not clearly but they kind of forced me into like trying baseball because my sister had already started playing you got a good swing too i've seen you swing no, no i got a good pitch Pit, is it a pitch yeah i, I, I can swing. i can throw a ball like a fucking animal but i can't you know that movie um what's it called uh wild thing with charlie sheen where he has to put the glasses on because oh he, he uh, can major throw, league major league yeah. yeah yeah he throws a fucking ball 105 miles an hour but can't control it that's literally me i can throw the ball 105 miles an hour but i have no no clue where it's going to end up, but, um, literally it'll end up, it'll end up right down the middle for five straight pitches. And then the next one, it'll be in the fucking stands. Take the it, yeah. It's yeah. really bad. But, um, but like, so they maybe tried baseball, which was T-ball at the time, you know, and I did that for a year. And then after that, it was, it was football and wrestling. And I kind of, it was weird. They gave, they didn't force me to do anything. Um, but I never really got interested in anything else. I don't think I ever asked to do anything else for my parents, but it was weird that I know that at a very young age that I made the decision to stick with wrestling over football because I knew it was the only thing I could compete in because I was small. I was, 
eighth or seventh grade, I read I was probably like four, four foot eight, and I weigh I wrestled eighty five. Wait, what grade was that? Seventh grade. I was thirteen. I weighed eighty five pounds. See that? That's funny because I was sold on football. Yeah, like I was gonna go to the NFL. That's that yeah. was my plan. Yeah, you know? <laughs> was I was gonna re- like, and this was a serious goal of mine when I was like in seventh, eighth grade. Like, not like a little kiggle. Like, I was gonna go to the NFL. Yeah, and you know, I just stopped growing in eighth grade. <laughs> just, and, uh, that was it. That was it. You know, I yeah, I was so small. So like eighth grade, I was I was four ten, and I, I wrestled one hundred. Okay, I graduated high school. I was five six ish. And I wrestled 135. So I was fucking small. But at a very, very young age, I was always a tiny kid. I was always a short kid and all that stuff. Which is Wait, wrestling. when did you finally kind of grow? Uh, uh, college. Literally, I went, to, we, I went to Mexico with my parents um, that's, that summer before college on, for a family vacation. And I came back. I had a couple beers at college. And all of a sudden, I had a beard. And then, and then um, you know, did my my first year of college, and at the end, or or my first semester, in the beginning of my second semester, I decided that I wanted to get back into like lifting and working out and stuff like that, and then that's when I started packing on big boy muscles. My max bench was one sixty, um, like one sixty five or whatever, and within three months, it went up to like two sixty five. Like I gain, which is like in set. If you know anything about lifting, like to gain a hundred pounds in a bench press in two months is fucking insanity. So like, but really what happened was like, I went through two puberties. I went through a first one where the balls dropped and this, that, and the other thing and the voice dropped, but I didn't get like the big boy muscles and like that. Like Zach looked like a little a fucking professional middle linebacker in high school. Like eighth grade, I was 145 pounds. I wrestled 157. So in eighth grade, I was 14 wrestling 145. And when I was 23, I was wrestling 157. But you already I've, had, like, the muscles. Dude, like, you I, should, if you can find his mat. I don't look any different now than I did when you were then. Yeah. He I mean, not that I'm, like, jacked or anything now, but, like, I didn't look any. Like, I. He's humble. He's, he's fucking jacked. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I, like, in eighth grade, like I said, like what, I think I was, I was 13. I won Eastern Nationals. And, it, like, I started lifting with Mr. Holman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who changed my life completely yeah and it just i was like a freak he, like he literally you actually in his if you can find his state finals his I, th- I think it's your second one i'm not sure if it's your second one the state finals match that they air on tv the announcers literally like man this zach Fryling kid's just built like a middle linebacker that's, that's literally a line that's my first one that's your first one yeah because yeah. yeah. i mean he just he was fucking huge yeah i didn't get like that until college, I, I missed I missed that train. In fact, know? it was so bad. This this is the truth. We had to carry around um, my birth certificate because people thought I was older than I was. So my parents lied about my age, and I had to take a piss test to show I wasn't on steroids. And they had to have a piece of paper because of people were nuts. They they didn't believe it. Yeah, like I had, and this was people from my own team. Yeah, starting these rumors. It's bad. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, he was huge. It was not. I, yeah, it's not that I was. It's just. Yeah, I was. That, you were that, built. That was. That was, that was slapped together pretty good when I was yeah. in high school. Yeah. But but it, you know go You're back. Grown fifteen year old. Yeah, he was a man child. Mm. Yeah, he was a man child. Yeah. Um, but like for me, like I I realized like to you know, circle back, we um, I realized like wrestling was really my only sport that I can compete in because it's based off of weight class. You know, 
I was I was a quarterback in for a majority of my for a large majority of my career um, playing football, but. I was fucking four foot nine. I couldn't, it got to a point where I couldn't see over the line. I can throw the fucking ball 60 yards and hit you right in the, right in the numbers. I have, like I said, I have a cannon. You just you know can't I mean? see the guy you're throwing. Through. I can't fucking see. I, I can't see the guy. We literally had a play. I'll never forget. We had a play where I would want line up on the, like, like, like out as like a wide receiver, a different court, our backup quarterback would snap the ball, throw it to me all the way out on the side, because then I'm not behind the offensive line. I can fucking see, Ronnie Aikens running all the way down the field, and I could just bomb it to him, and he would and he would catch and score a touchdown. It's like, a good person to throw to. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I literally realized like, there's no way I'm going to be able to compete in football. I'm now thir- you know, 12, 13 years old. I can't start. I, I mean, you could. There's plenty of people who have done it, but like, starting a new sport and like learning a new sport at this age is going to be really, really hard. I still do like wrestling, and I was a competitor. Like, I, I wasn't the best, but I did compete, and. Um, I was like, it's based off of weight class. It's the only thing I can compete in. I was able to make that decision, kind of like your realization, like when you were 16, like I got to do this myself. That was my decision at, you know, 12, 13 years old. Like I got to stick to wrestling. This is the only, I love doing a sport. I'm not going to not do a sport. I do enjoy this, I, but it's the only one I can do, unfortunately, because I, I was fucking so small yeah. you know, as, a, as a kid. But you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love wrestling. I actually think I like wrestling more now than I did when I was in high school. Actually, I know for a fact. You're older and you appreciate the work it takes to get to the level you're watching. Oh like the Spencer God. Lees and and Yanni Dehakamahalas. Like, no. Yeah, I my mean, kid's a freak. I mean, you you can appreciate that kind of work cuz those guys and like you can appreciate like their mental set. Like they're just on a different mental path. You can just hear them talking, see in their eyes. Like they don't look like they don't look at matches like we look at matches. They look at mm-hmm. things different, and they're always striving to be their best, and that's always changing to them. And they're like, they're, they're always that. doing like humble brags. Like the best interview I ever saw of Spencer Lee um, was when he went through Junior World like trials or whatever, and in the finals he got taken down. Keep in mind, okay, he got taken down once in the Junior World trials this to qualify. Worlds, for, too. yeah, this is <laughs> you know, uh, to qualify for the world team and then go and wrestle worlds. He got taken down one time in the finals. And they interviewed him afterwards. He then pinned and teched his way through the whole fucking tournament. Okay. But he got taken down one time. And they're like, Spencer, what do you think about that match? He's like, ah, unacceptable. And they're like, what the fuck? You literally just pinned and teched everybody. And he's like, yeah, but my goal is to be a world champion and an Olympic champion. And I think, like I said, it's like a very humble brag. If you hear it, like the way I say it, it doesn't come across the way he says it. But, and if you don't understand the sport, and I know we don't want to get off too much on that. But like, you know, he was like, yeah, I understand. Like I pinned and teched everybody here, but my goal is to be a world champion and then an Olympic champion. And I think to do that, you sh- I should not be taken down by anybody in the United States. And you're just like, wow, you're 14 saying this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're 14 years old and that's your mindset. And that I think that's just, that's fucking, that's beautiful. Do you like watching wrestling more than doing it? Or like now? Um, I got to be in the mood to watch. I mean, I love wrestling and wrestling. I mean, everything, a lot of what I have in my life is because of wrestling. I mean, I met my wife through wrestling. My house Mm -hmm. is a realtor. and I coached her son in wrestling. Like everything is wrestling Mm -hmm. and I got to be in the right mood to watch wrestling. I mean, it's got to be like. uh, To me, it's got to be a big tournament. Yeah. I can't. Like like, there's people that can just go watch matches. 
yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I got to be involved for most of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, but like if it's, like, NCAA finals or something, that's different because you, know you know the stakes. Yeah, but see, like, like, I love watching, like, the Big Ten finals. You yeah, know what I mean? Like I'll that. watch, like, EIWAs. I'll watch NCAA finals. But, like, if fucking Drexel is wrestling Penn, I'm not Penn, just going to go watch I'm not, that. I'm not going to turn that on if it's on TV or I'm not going to, like, just dro- roll wrestling. down the Drexel. Now, if, like... It's a Friday night, and it's happening on a Friday night, and we have me and the boys have nothing to do or whatever. And you're like, yeah, you want to try something? Because I went and watched one of our old wrestlers go out um, when he wrestled for Del Val. And it was me, Paris, Marissa, and Joey. We were like, what do you guys want to do tonight? And I'm like, well, I mean, my wrestler's got a home match, you know, over at Del Val. And Marissa dated a wrestler oh. in college, so she loves the sport. Oh. And then Paris and Joey never have seen a wrestling match in their life. And they were like, all right, like, fuck it, let's go. And I was like, all right. And we went out, and they were sucked in. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is so intense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, but, yeah, to answer your question, I I, I don't know. I, I think I would rather wrestle now than, like, actually compete than, but not compete, like, like go to a practice and, and, oh, yeah. and roll around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I would rather do that than watch it. You know what I can watch, though? And and Leanne got me hooked on this is, is the softball. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can watch girls softball, um, their NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fun to watch. I mean, I don't know. What about you? I don't like watching any sports. Like I coached um, volleyball. She's just too cool. That's what. Yeah. It is. I watch. I mean, I coached volleyball and basketball like maybe eight years ago, and for middle school, and that was fun. So I could like watch that because you're involved. Um, yeah, like what Zach was saying. Yeah. yeah, it's different when you're involved. Yeah, and obviously, like if I was on the bench at one of my games, which I never was, but um, oh god, <laughs> uh, humble, another humble brag. <laughs> but like I could watch Is that, that. Like, number fifty for her. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I can't just like turn on the television and watch something. I either get way too. I feel like I'm playing, so I get very oh, angry. Yeah. I'm so competitive. Don't even. Yeah, so I have to turn it off because it's just not fun for me. Especially because you're w- watching everything unfold from like an outside perspective. Yeah. So you're like, like when I'm watching a wrestling match, I'm like, dude, he's gonna do this because I'm watching it from yeah. 80 feet away. Like, if I had, you know. if I had a dollar every time it came off the mat, I'm like. You know, like, oh, you didn't feel that happening? You didn't see that coming? Yeah. Like, I saw that a mile away. Yeah, like, and, and they're, right. like, they're like, no, coach, because you can watch it. From it drives me nuts. I'm like, well, feel it out. I mean, yeah. don't throw it in. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so I just don't enjoy it. But I also, like, it's not just sports that I've played that I don't like watching. I don't like watching any sports. You're just you're just too cool. Yeah. Just too cool. I'm just better than you. When do we get no. to your level of coolness? Mm. How does that happen? Never. Never. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, unless it's like, uh, I like, what's it called? It's probably like that curling. She likes watching that. Oh, curling's actually uh, intense. Actually, you know what? That in the Olympics is pretty fun. Yeah, it's intense. I will say I enjoy that. Wow, didn't expect that response. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love curling, curling intense, in the Olympics. Listen, bro. she can say what she wants. She has a ringworm now, so she's our uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. right. She's one of us. Yeah. Uh, one only, of <laughs> us. One of us. The only... I do love um, soccer, like uh, World Cup. Love that. You like watching soccer? Yeah, it's love- literally the fucking most boring sport next to. It's world. hard. It's a lot of hard work, but yeah. I can't watch. It's I love. Boring. Well, I only watch like the World Cup. The, it's like the final, like the last. Well, game. no, I like it's the even whole- more boring because no. everybody's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole World Cup. Yeah, so the score you watch. Oh, that's cool. So I you spend fucking ninety-five minutes watching a game come to yeah. zero-zero. Like I'll have it on. Well, you know, it's been a few years now. Uh, so I'll have it, like, on at work. 
Mm. You know, so it's like past his time. But yeah, I watched all of the games. All right. And stuff. So that's pretty much it. All right. So um, what I want to close out today with is is a story from each of us. What would you say is the most rewarding thing that you've gotten out of a sport? Or, you know, if it's a story or if it's like a situation that happened, like what was the most rewarding thing? And I guess we'll start with Sarah. No. No? No. I'm thinking there's, 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 I mean. It can be either, it can be either you competing, you coaching or, you know, or something that you've gotten out of it. I mean, I'll tell mine. Yeah, go ahead. So mine was when I was coaching with you and it was, this was hands down. One of the most rewarding things ever was, um, we had a kid named Mike on the team and he was like this Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. And, um, his dad, um, is a police officer. Um, and he, you can tell his dad was kind of like a, like a macho guy, you know what I mean? He's a tough, tough dude. Tough dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Great and guy. awesome guy. And I remember like his first year he came out, for, I mean, he literally came out for the wrestling team first time ever wrestling in high school which is that's hard um because that's where the sport really starts to you take a bit you don't take a step forward you take a leap in you from intramural to high school it's a leap and then it's another leap into college but um i remember his dad you know he was getting beat i mean he was a taller pillsbury doughboy like heavier kid so he's wrestling like bigger kids 170 pounds when he started wasn't he yeah and um I remember his dad coming up to me. We were at a JV tournament. Oh, shit. Where was it? Like Springfield or something like that. And he came up to me and he was like, listen, I know he's not going to be the best kid on this team ever. I just want him to compete. I just want him to have fun. I want him to, I just want to build some physical toughness, some mental toughness. Like, but that's all I want out of, like, if you, as a coach, if you can just get him to that point, he doesn't have to win states. He doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to even win a tournament. I don't care if he never wins a match, but I just want him to be out there competing. And I remember me and even, you know, Zach as well, too. I mean, it was, you know, Zach was the assistant coach there, you know, working with this kid and watching him go from like this Pillsbury Doughboy and over like the course of four years of high school, I think he only, I think he started in 10th grade, but so um, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Come senior year, had some muscles on him, this, that, and he wound up becoming like this, like 195 start. He started for us, 195. Yeah, he became a varsity wrestler at 195 pounds, and he had, and he was halfway decent. I mean, he wasn't, again, he wasn't out. He was just below 500, but he, but you knew with him you were getting his best every time. Exactly. And the kid, and the kid, and that was one thing where, you know, to tie back into that other story of like the coach, like throwing the kid against the wall or whatever. So it was a different tournament or whatever, and varsity was like somewhere else. And um, the uh, you know the JV, you know me and uh, Will and Robbins like took the mm-hmm. the JV kids somewhere, and I was coaching Mike, and he went out and lost this match like four to three or something like that, and it was like he did not give his best effort, and I remember just like pulling him off the mat, and I'm like, what the hell was that? You know, I yelled at him like that, and his dad came over. After I, you know, kind of laid into him a little bit, and then I like let him be because I know how I was like when I lost yeah. a close match. I just wanted to be left alone. I let him be, and his dad came over and he's just like, "Thank you," and I knew he, that's all he said, "Thank you," and then just walked away. And that whole connection right there, everything came full circle. And then to find out now, I mean, he's like this badass marine, and like 
he just got engaged, you know, yeah. like all this he stuff. Looks, like, he looks great. I yeah. mean, he's jacked. He's ripped. I to, mean, to me, that was like the, like my most favorite thing that I, that has ever happened because I literally watched this kid go from like a zero to a hero. Like he was a good, he was always a good kid and always very respectful. But like, I just, just watching him grow from this adolescent child to like a young man. And like to know that to sound not to sound too selfish, but to know that I had some part of that, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like you have to wonder, like you know, would he, would he be where he's at right now if, if he we didn't, didn't get pushed in the wrestling room? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying. I mean, he probably would have because his dad is an awesome dude and yeah. just great support, but maybe not. Yeah, you, know, you don't know. We have no and, clue. That and, mental toughness, that physical yeah. toughness. Do you think he would have made it through basic in the Marines if he didn't? If he didn't wrestle, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna probably say no. We have another Marine on the team now. Um, Nolan. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nolan. He finished boot camp. I mean, I'm nothing makes me more proud than to hear somebody's kids, you know, serving our country. Yeah. And wrestling really helps with that. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. So that's my story. Okay. Yeah, I thought of mine. All right. Go ahead. Um. I just want to make sure this was something that stuck with us from. Okay. Um, I think like the family aspect of how. Um, so doing traveling sports, you're with these other, for me, other girls that are on your team and then also their families. For us, it was for years because um, we had the same all-star team for probably like six, seven years. And every weekend we'd go, you know, somewhere different, either in in the state of California or, you know, we went to Utah, Texas, all over the place. Um, so we just really got to know each other and we had like a family bond. And one of the girls on my team, I think we were 13 and she was diagnosed with leukemia. And by then we had been playing together, I think, for four or five years. And um, I mean, that was that was that rocked our world and um, was pretty shocking. I mean, she was 13 years old and um, we had been, you know, in each other's lives. I mean, all of us for years, they, that was like our sister. And so just seeing everyone come together and support her and, um, you know, she couldn't play with us anymore because she was going through chemo and everything, but she still would come out when she could. We would all go and, um, be there for her and um our families would go and support her family and um whatnot I think that that really helped me see like that it was so much more than just us out on the field playing softball um but there was something deeper there and it showed uh just what a true like loving connection and um what a team really is mm-hmm. like out off the field too mm-hmm yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you can obviously relate to that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, I was gonna say something like that, but I'll go on a different story because you know the blood, sweat, and tears you put in with people. Is... I mean, I mean, some of my best friends today are the guys I wrestled with in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, which I talk about them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, and these are people that we've traveled with each other, so I can totally understand and respect that. So I'll go a different aspect. I guess my favorite story as a coach. And I actually got more out of wrestling when I was coaching than I did, you know, when I was wrestling. I think I agree. Um, you know, obviously, when I was wrestling, you know, the strong bond between my mom and dad, you know, is huge. And it's even stronger now 
And I really think it's because of wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like my best friends, you know? So, um, I mean, I work with my dad every day, Yeah. but, um, as you know, not to go into that, um, I think my favorite story would have to be, um, Joey, his oh, senior year. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I know. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I still have a picture on my phone saved of you know, the big hug we got from him. Um, he's just a kid. He, he had all of the mechanics, all of the, everything to be great. And, um, he would never, for some reason, just never let himself, you know, fully commit. And I really think it was, um, just the fear if he did commit and didn't get what he worked for, which is a lie. A lot of kids don't do things because they're scared. Even though they put the time in, you might not get the rewards you want. So his junior year, he lost at regionals, his senior, um, that summer, he put a lot of time in. He lifted. He trained. He really mm. put the work in. And um, at regionals, um, he was – you could see he was starting to clam up. He was always a nervous kid. And I'm like, Joey, just go out there. Let it fly. Just let it fly. You're so good. Just trust yourself. And so anyway, um, he beats a kid from Downingtown. Um, he should have mopped him up, but he barely beat him. Um, on the bus ride home, we're sitting there. We're talking. And I – essentially said the same things I just said to you, you know, just relax, have fun. Like you've already won, dude, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you work hard, you're a good kid and we're all going to be, we all support you no matter what, you know, just mm-hmm. go out there and do it for you. He wrestled at Kim Upper Perk and, uh, this was in the semifinals, semifinals. And if you win the semis, you automatically go to States because they take the top four, four. three, four or five it changes every year. Yeah. So, uh, he's wrestling a kid who had previously, it whooped him up pretty good, and he beats him to one. But the thing was, he held on to this leg for like, yeah, like the match itself was like so it, captivating. It was a two-one match, and it's hard to explain. But I mean, he was stretched and being twisted, and held on to this kid's leg for. So uh, if he let go of the leg, the kid would have got, got around, and 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 Joey would and Joey would have lost, lost three two three two. But he and, held on this kid's leg for like a minute and a half straight. And like stretch. I mean, shoulders ripped. I mean, I mean, a lot of injuries happen because of this because your like shoulder pops and stuff. And he held on to this leg. And I just, it was that extra work he put in. Yeah. And he wouldn't let himself lose. And I'm getting chills. I know. Thinking I have about it. And it was just, an, it was a moment like, you know, like that's why I coach right there. Mm-hmm. And it's still one of my favorite stories. Um, one of the greatest pictures I've ever. I'll, I'll, I have yeah, the picture. I'll show you afterwards. Up. I mean, it's just a great thing, and uh, it was 2013. It happened. Yeah, uh, I think it was Pottsville's gym. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, um, Pottstown. Pottstown. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was just that was a moment. It was it was just something I'll never forget. It's something I talk about to this day. To clearly. this day, and yeah. it's something that has impacted me as a coach, and um, it really it helped me too as a coach because it you know. It helped me deal with certain kids certain ways. You know, certain kids you know, react different ways to different mm-hmm. things. So, yeah, that's probably mine, I'd have to awesome. say. Well, um, on that note, we'll head out here. I think uh, today was – I think it was a great episode. There's, yeah. I mean, we started somewhere and we kind of went off. But I think, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, it's kind of – it all relates to itself. Um, I think we had some – great insights and uh zach i want to thank you for coming on and mm-hmm. taking the time yeah. away yeah thank you yeah. thank you for having me yeah not a problem um 
So from here on out, you guys know the deal. Uh, follow us on our personal pages at yobob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And also follow the Irregular uh, Instagram page well, which is at Irregular Podcast. Um, and then feel free to email us any questions, concerns, um, you know, stories or anything like that. Irregularpodcast1 at gmail.com. My Instagram is Sarah J-B, S-A-R-A-H-J-I-B-E-E. And remember to follow your heart. Oh, gosh. Leave it, leave it to Sarah to be dorky and corny. I would say, Zach, uh, go ahead and plug your social media handles, but we all know that. Yeah, Zach, we had that discussion before. I'm, I'm still out of that loop. Yeah, Zach, Zach's not on any of that. So, so I'll keep his face a mystery. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Mystery man. <laughs> so, Zach, again, thank you so much for taking time. I yeah, know you have you. a young family to take care of and stuff, but I do appreciate it. And on that note, we'll see you guys next, or we'll, we'll talk to you guys next yeah. Thursday. Ta-ta. Love you.